dude, I thought for sure when you got married and you made X amount of dollars and everything happens in life that you thought was yeah, what you wanted, something would change. Right. And yeah. it's like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Because once you hit this amount, you're going to want more. Or once mm. you hit that, yeah. it's not good enough because yeah. the white picket fence isn't big enough now. Yeah, you heard what I said. This is for my family. God dream in my head. God. Oh, yeah, you heard what I said. This is for my family. God dream in my head. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, let's go. Guys, welcome back to the God Dream TV podcast. We're so excited. Um, honestly, guys, just thank you so much for everyone that's been listening. Um, make sure that you share these episodes with anyone that you think needs to hear them and just wants to be encouraged. And if you want to be on the podcast itself, like yeah. shoot us a DM. Yeah. We would love to have you on and just kind of chat about the Lord because we all love the Lord. So, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, today we got our boy reagan ballard with us today and bro like you you've seen the podcast before you Mm -hmm. know we kind of we just talk about god really really is all we do and how good he is Mm -hmm. so we just want to hear from you like what's god kind of been speaking to you or what's been on your heart lately so i think something for me and this is just something i've shared with a lot of people um in the season that i'm in is is really identifying the difference between craving and hunger yeah. And, um, and so for me, a hunger is something that we all feel as human nature. Like as humans, we all, we all have this genuine hunger inside of us for something. Yeah. Um, and so it's like that can be fueled by this substance or this mm-hmm. relationship or yeah. this or that. And, and it can be filled by all sorts of things. And, and I think that the Lord is really teaching me that, that you can have hunger for me. Yeah. But that hunger can also be satisfied by this relationship, by wow. this substance. And so... So for me, it's really translating to the, the analogy I like to use is you can be hungry and a carrot will satisfy you, yeah. but so will a cupcake. Yeah. But if you're craving a cupcake, yeah. only the cupcake is going to satisfy yeah. that craving. Yeah. And so it translate that to my relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Lord really spoke to me in the season that's like, you have to be craving me because yeah. craving, I'm the only thing that's going to satisfy you yeah. in this yeah. season because you're craving me. You want more of me yeah. and nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else will satisfy that. Yeah. No substance in relationship. Nothing, no substitute will fill the void of yeah. that craving. And so that's something that the Lord has been teaching me in this season for sure. And, and so that's something that, that I've shared a lot because I think yeah. it is such a powerful testament because mm-hmm. I'm guilty of just being Oh, hungry. bro, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we all are. It's so easy to fall into. I'm just, I'm hungry. And so, well, I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to settle for this. Yeah. And I'm going to settle for this. And craving mm-hmm. and living a life that's craving says, no, I'm not going to settle. I'm yeah. not going to just take this little bit. Mm-hmm. I want the full thing. Bro, it's like, I want Krispy Kreme, and I'm yeah. not going to stop until I get Krispy Kreme. Right. Yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, Dude, Krispy yeah. Kreme is fire. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Krispy fire. I like that. Yeah. And yeah. so I think, I mean, even to tie that in, even like biblically, like I think of somebody like David in the Bible, mm-hmm. somebody just a man after God's own heart. And we were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. is he was hungry, but... Obviously, with his pitfalls, you know, yeah. and his walk with the Lord, he was also hungry for other things other than the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And so it took him much longer to develop his craving. Mm-hmm. And so it's like Bathsheba, for example. He was yeah. hungry. We have that genuine hunger inside all of us as humans. Yeah. So he was hungry, mm-hmm. but he filled the void with something that wasn't of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like it took him a while to develop this craving. Is like, Lord, I know I'm hungry, but teach me to crave you. Wow. Yeah, I really want more of you and nothing else. Yeah, no yeah. substitutes, and so that's like even an example biblically. It's like yeah, that that's really like challenging. Is like a man after God's own heart was still somebody who fell into yeah. base level hunger. 
yeah you know and so it's like it's something that you have to i guess train yourself train your heart your yeah, mind and bro. your body your spirit yeah um because it doesn't come naturally it's like Mm-mm. it's very very much something that you have to work towards yeah yeah but, yeah. yeah dude i think just everything you're saying to be real like that's one thing we strive mm-hmm. to do on this podcast is mm-hmm. not do the church mm-hmm. um presentation mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. me i am really good at looking hungry right but no i let me say this i'm really good at looking like i'm craving the lord mm. but deep down i'm just filling myself yeah. you know what i'm saying with other things so i've been on this journey we've been talking about it a little bit on the podcast um i think frank and i similar times like we just started like to hunger prayer or crave prayer, let's mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. And like, dude, we've just been like meeting up, yeah. just praying in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, I think I'm for the first time really realizing the importance of spending time with God. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. there's so many things we could be hungry for. And a lot of the times, if we're not disciplined to crave, will fill ourselves yeah. with other things. It's like mm-hmm. a discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. And that word could seem scary or it could encourage us. Like, yeah. I need God so much that I'm going to get up and pray even though I want right. to sleep in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I, I don't know if that like yeah. kind of relates to anyone that's listening, but I think if you're not craving right now, you can get there. Yeah. Right. And I think like whenever we start to crave something, at least for me personally, I tie it to a moment. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like in right. in life whether it's something practically like sometimes you just crave listening to like a specific song because it reminds you of a moment right in life right. you know what i'm saying yeah, no, that's real yeah. like go ahead <laughs> there's this drake song i listened to in high school i don't know i just thought of it it would get me in my feelings every time oh like, yeah go, right. is it in my feelings that song i think so, <laughs> so marvin's you, room so or something you, marvin's <laughs> really <laughs> just put on my hoodie bro and just go in i love it dude no that's real i mean that really is real yeah, yeah. and so i think that's a good way to like create a craving right mm-hmm. because i think we have to create the craving it's just right. like you were saying like there's a natural hunger in in humans and yeah. and those desires and needs are normal mm-hmm. and they're god given right Whoa. but we run to other things like all the time and so to create the craving it's like we've got to be disciplined enough to run to the lord in those moments mm-hmm. bro like i can't tell you bro i was even talking to pastor d this morning and i was just like bro like there's just times man where I got to be straight up with the Lord. And I'm like, hey, man, I get it that you're here to like fill like the love part, right? And like right. the, oh, you're enough and all those things. I'm like, but what do you do when it's a, with guys, when it's such a practical thing of like lust, right? Right? Like, like, bro, when it's a 16 year old dude dealing with his horniness, like, mm-hmm. no, yeah, that's real. Let's be honest. Yeah. Or when you're 25 or when you're th- or 40, like, whatever, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I know grown men that still deal with the same thing. And I'm like, in those moments, like telling the Lord, like, God, I'm running to you because I'm feeling a specific thing and I don't want to do anything stupid. And I need you. Like, I'm literally telling him, like, I need you right now, either take it away or satisfy some something in my mind. Or And then he'll send like someone that needs prayer, which is weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember I told you the other day, I was like, bro, I was about to stumble heavily. I'm like, and then next thing you know, Two people text me. They're like, bro, I just need you to pray for me. Can you call me right mm. now? And I was like, yeah. and it completely, and then I was satisfied in pouring out, right? Mm. right? And so it was like, and that wasn't so much my, but my discipline was 
going to the Lord immediately and right. vocalizing it and yeah. being like, bro, <laughs> I need you yeah. right now. And then that starts creating a craving because mm, now yeah. it's like, man, like, I don't want anything else. Mm, yeah. I right. don't want anything else. Yeah. Dude. And to go off what you were talking about with the hunger versus craving, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about if I'm hungry, right? It doesn't matter if you bring me Chick-fil-A or Whataburger. I'm, I'm going to eat, eat it. Both. Well, actually, those are two really good things. McDonald's or Whataburger, right? Yeah, I would never eat McDonald's. But right, right, needless right. to say, I'll eat it because I'm hungry. But yeah. when I'm craving something, I won't eat it unless I'm craving it. So yeah. the point is, is like I need to crave God's presence yes. more than I crave my flesh. Mm. Yes. And I think the more that we turn towards God, the easier it becomes. Because, yeah. dude... I'm not going to lie, bro. Like I was talking to PD too this morning mm-hmm. and like met with P Cam and it's like, dude, I thought for sure when you got married and you made X amount of dollars and everything happens in life that you thought was yeah, what you wanted, something would change. Right. And yeah. it's like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Because once you hit this amount, you're going to want more. Or once mm. you hit that, yeah. it's not good enough because yeah. the white picket fence isn't big enough now. And, now yeah. you want, and you know, and it's like. Bro. The American dream doesn't satisfy only the yeah. God dream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There you exactly. go. Shameless plug. I like that. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, dude, so I've known you for, I don't know how long. Five minute, years. dude. Yeah. Long five, minute. four, yeah. five years. Yeah. Bro, you have been killing it um, in an internship. How has that two year or so now process been? Like, because I know you've known the Lord for a long time, but how, what has your experience been with the college? Yeah. I mean, I love what you guys were talking about with the word discipline. Mm-hmm. And I think that a big part of, altering the perspective of having hunger to craving is really that daily discipline it's very much daily and it's it's stoking your fire um so i think if you don't and this is going to sound so cliche so mundane but it's literally just those are are typically the true things though yeah (laughs) the cliche is the real thing yeah and it's just like it's just spend time with the lord daily yeah i think it's it's so much um, as a stigma, as that Christians put on each other, it's like, oh, I have to be praying mm-hmm. in tongues for three hours mm-hmm. consistently every week, every month, whatever. It's like, dude, sometimes we have 10 minutes. Yeah. Sometimes you're driving to work and just flip worship music on, yeah. you know, yeah. and just spend some time with the Lord. And so I think for me, it's just that, that moment where I, I took the weight off my shoulders of this has to be something that I really invested in. It's something that I pour into as it should be. Yeah. But I put so much weight on my shoulders of it has to be, it has to look this certain way. Yeah. It has to be this certain amount of time. Yeah. Or I have to get this much out of it. Or it's got to look like this person's. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody's walking Which is the own. biggest thing I think that everyone struggles with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, um, and just even in the, in the two years, just like knowing that, that in the midst of that, that my days are so much better because yeah. of it. And so I think, when I took that weight off my shoulders, if it's just like the Lord was speaking to me, just spend time with me. Mm-hmm. The, the moment that I took that weight off my shoulders is the moment that it was really authentic. And, mm-hmm. and for myself, I was like, I'm, I know that I'm putting in what I can give. Yeah. And, and it's so much more quality over quantity. And, wow. and so like really for is. me, like, like it's just sometimes it's just like sometimes I have five minutes, sometimes I have 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's just like there's no yeah. more or less of a, an mm-hmm. encounter, more or less of a relationship um based yeah. on how much time you spend or anything like that and so just knowing that it's really it's dig daily yeah and and stoke that fire daily mm-hmm. and as much as you can and, and i think that's something that really has been a game changer for me mm-hmm. um it's like yeah because you have to, like you said it's just a daily discipline yeah like you're not going to get there if you're not consistently chasing after it you that's know? so yeah. true but and what were you gonna say man dude like just i think for comparison just 
when you were talking about it doesn't have to look like a certain person. Yeah. I think for people who feel called to ministry and preaching specifically, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you don't have to preach like Bishop. Yeah. You, you know, you I mean, don't look have at Tyshawn, bro. Yeah. Bro, talk about that. That <laughs> way the dude preached was incredible. Yeah. And he didn't get up and like shout or nothing. He bro. was not verdicting like, it. He right. was himself. He, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. He was yeah. Pastor Tyshawn. Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but to be at a place, I feel like, where you're you're living in your call and in your lane so much, it mm-hmm. people can only describe you as you. Yeah. So it's not, he sounded like Stephen Furtick. He sounded like yeah. um, whoever, any of the big names yeah. like Bishop, but it's like Pastor Tyshawn sounded like Pastor Tyshawn. Yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah. he's so in his own lane. He's so developed in his call. Yeah. PD sounds like PD. Yeah. I did you know. tell Pastor Tyshawn, I was like, bro, you sound like a young black Judah Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie because yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Judah. But but yeah, bro, and I think the only way that that comes is by spending time with the Lord mm-hmm. and getting your identity in him, right? right? Catching your voice in him. Like anybody that like wants to preach and like do ministry, I'm like, you have to spend time with the Lord, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And you've got to like make it a priority. And, and I love the whole, like, you know, if you only have five minutes, then you have five minutes, but it's like you, we, we, with the calling that we carry, we have to get to a place where it's like, I'm not going to allow myself to only have five minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I am going to carve out space. It's like what you were saying, like you could sleep in Mm -hmm. or you could burn. Right. (laughs) And, and I think that's like, it starts happening and there's seasons. Right. I think there's seasons, but PD bro, like. Oh, I respect him so much because ever since I've known, I've known him for like, I think 11 years now, mm-hmm. every single day, every single day, like I, he, he just does not miss right. period, you know? Right. And I just remember always wanting to be like that and strive right. for that. And then getting burnt out because I was like not resting and all this stuff, but it wasn't that I wasn't resting enough. It's that the motive was, I want to do it because PD is doing it. Yeah. Right. It wasn't, I'm so in love with you that I got to spend time with you. Like right now, bro, 45 minutes goes like that when Mm, I spend it with the Lord. Like so, so quickly. Like Mm. there's, you know, I'll I'll be honest, there's days where I do spend multiple, multiple, multiple hours. Right. Sometimes even at night when I get home, I don't go to sleep till like two in the morning and I'm Mm. just spending time with him. Like, bro, like, but it's because I fell in love with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to mute that real quick. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, our uh, annual Slack in the middle of... Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it happens like the podcast. Every episode. <laughs> it, it always it happens. Um, yeah. Bro, like... And I think that what you were saying is that has to be developed. Yes. Because I think of craving almost like addiction, mm, right? I yeah. could say I'm borderline addicted to sugar-free Red, <laughs> Red Bull, Bull right now. <laughs> I literally, like, I crave it. Mm-hmm. And it's because I've had it consistently. Yes. And I think the more, I mean, I'll speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I Okay, let me just share, like, what I went through. I got out of internship because mm-hmm. I was stoking the fire daily, like, digging daily. Um, right. And as soon as I got out of internship, we didn't have the Tuesday prayer sets. We didn't have the Wednesday night services. Well, I still went, but yeah. we didn't have the Thursday night. Like we were able to drink. We were able to do this and do that. And yeah. before you know it, bro, that fire isn't burning like it used mm-hmm. to burn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you have your friends who used to love the Lord and used to push you and now they're going the other way. And it's like, yeah. bro, if you don't have yeah, a, like that time, bro. Yeah. And I'm just realizing yeah. this, like 
three mm-hmm. weeks ago. Well, it's, it's like, like um, Sammy's boss, Stacy. Yeah. She said this to me and it, it, it changed something in me. She was like, what's free is rejected and what's paid for is respected. Mm. And so when we give God our free time, yep. it's like, mm. we're just giving him kind of what we got. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not that valuable in those moments. You know, we're, we're still like, oh man, I spent time with the Lord, mm. like all that good stuff. But when it costs you something, bro, Mike Todd, Mike Todd said this, and I, I said I this Mike to Todd. you and Zach, um, Mike Todd was like, you know, the Bible says that we owe him 10% of everything. So why mm. do we assume it's money? I was like, what about our time? He's mm. like, we owe him 2.4 hours of our day. Mm. That's what we owe him. Yeah. <laughs> like, of right. everything. Wow. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, bro. And I remember trying so hard, like, to have, like, specifically 2.4 hours. And then I was like, anything more than that will be an offering, right, time-wise. <laughs> mm. But it, it was hard. Yeah, but it cost me. It'll yeah. cost me sleep. It'll cost me hangouts. I had uh, one of the college students was like, "Bro, like I just really want to like you know just burn for the Lord." And I don't know. I just feel like I'm like hitting like a wall and da da da. Right. And I was like, "All right, well, what's your days look like? You know, when you are in internship?" And he was like, "You know, just da da da." And then go lunch. And I was like, "How about you skip a couple lunches during the week instead of going and hanging out for thirty minutes? Why don't, why don't you eat five minutes or fast?" And get into prayer mm-hmm. while everyone's hanging out, having a good time, which I'm all for, not against community. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, but what if you set yourself apart and you decided to burn mm. and you do it privately? Right. So now what you're doing privately got a reward in whatever area it is that you're looking for. Yeah. Like it could just be intimacy. What if you unlock a new place with the right. Lord because you sacrifice a lunchtime? Yeah. I love that you that you say privately too, because I think that hunger won't come from I mean, I would say craving. I'm sorry, we're talking about craving, but craving won't come from practicing this publicly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not between you mm-hmm. and people. Nope. Yeah. It's not for. It's not nope. for people to see. Yeah, it's really And so good, I think bro. stoking your fire has to be something that. And obviously, there's going to be environments where you're praying around other people. I'm mm-hmm. saying, yeah, to be on your toes about that. But I'm saying, yeah. if your motive is so people can see me. So, oh, PD's walking by. I'm gonna pray a little extra harder. Oh, PD's yeah, walking by. I'm gonna pray a little extra harder. It's just like. That's not authentic craving. Craving is like you were saying, like you were talking about PD. You're not yeah. praying because you, not not to be like PD or because PD does this, but because I am so hungry yeah. that I want this for myself. Yeah, I just yeah. want more of you, God. And so, like I love that you talked about. You touched on privately because that's that's really mm-hmm. that's where it happens. Yeah, and I think that even when we were talking about the college students and, and environments. So we carve out 40 minutes yeah. every morning yeah. for mm-hmm. prayer. Like yep. it's, it's part of our program. It's in our schedule and we corporately pray for yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. What happens when I'm a, currently a second year in the college program? What happens when I leave and yeah. I don't have that required yeah. 40 minutes? Am yeah. I going to make that time? Or am I, more than, let's take it a step further. Not just required, but like somebody cut it out for you. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what happens when it's time to start cutting it out yourself? Right. Yeah. And now you're like, now you're saying, oh, I either got to cut into like this or I got to cut into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what happens then? And dude, I think, because I'll be even more transparent, I mm-hmm. coasted through mm-hmm. 96.3% <laughs> of my internship <laughs> prayers. Mm-hmm. You know how? I would pace back and forth, look around, get distracted. Oh, yeah. And as soon as PD or PCAM, you of course, went in. I went in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I took, right. and it, I think it was because I don't, I don't know exactly why, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think it was a lot of different things, but I was so used to the environment that I took it for granted. Yeah. 
And if we're not careful, that first love, if you look, it always yeah. happens when we take God's presence for yeah. granted, when we get a hard heart towards him. So I've been praying yeah. and I was saying this morning, dude, it's like... Elaborate on hard heart too, because people yeah. may think like you're against God, yeah. but that's not it at all. Yeah, dude, because <clears throat> like I was just getting this picture, right, where like my heart is like an onion, right? There's layers to my heart. Mm -hmm. And what like year more has all of these things happened, right? So month after month, bad news. And it's like, dude, yeah. if we're not careful, that stuff, it will like cut our heart without right. us knowing, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I keep picturing like my heart as an onion and on the outside, it's hard. And like God's presence is like there and ready. But I haven't even given him my heart in the moment to let him start to like peel back those layers. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds weird, but that's when I pray. Mm -hmm. I literally pray until something happens yeah. in me. And mm -hmm. then it's been like, Oh, really Brandon, good. that's so legalistic. <laughs> Brandon, you're not so, supposed to go after God. He's there already. Yeah. So mm. bro. And on that, mm -hmm. it's <laughs> only legalistic yep. if you're doing it for something. Yes. But if exactly. you're doing it out of the place of, God, I need you. Yeah. And I want you. Yeah. Because, dude, I've been the most legalistic person you can imagine. Yeah. Like, my, a lot of my Christian walk, mm -hmm. um, I grew up, like, super, like, Baptist. Like, mm. We didn't lift our hands. We didn't do anything, bro. Right. Yeah. But I thought I had to, like, earn his love. Mm. It's, and like Petey was talking about, it's his love yes. that allows us to obey. And, mm -hmm. bro, check this. There's a verse that talks about um, God desires obedience more than sacrifice right so it's not me sacrificing my time yeah, it's me god i obey you so yeah. i wow. give you my time yeah it's like man the, <laughs> the switch right there and yeah. exactly like pd was talking about this yeah. week bro just mm. oh yeah bro because <laughs> that that's one thing that frustrates me especially when people that have submitted under leadership to like grow yeah. and then they're like why are you pushing us <laughs> right are you Bro, <laughs> this is uncomfortable. Like, I don't like this. Like this, this isn't for. Um, I'm like, this isn't for you to, uh, or for God to get to you. Mm -hmm. This is like for you to show your flesh who's boss. Right. You know what I mean? Because we we can do exactly like what Brian was talking about. Because I had those prayer. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I didn't coast through most of my prayer times. I was like, I more than half the time I was on my face, like in the altar, like during internship prayer. But it's because. I was going through a lot, bro. So it was easy for me mm -hmm. to like crave the Lord in those moments, right? But I would also catch myself like just pacing mm -hmm. and just wondering and praying. And then like, just kind of like, like if I'm listening to the Lord, but I'm not really listening. And you know, when you're coasting, bro, you know, no, when you're not right. like really. Yeah. And, and then I'd be frustrated because I'm not feeling anything mm. and it's not based off of feelings, right? But I'm like, dude, if there's more to you, why would I not go and get it? Right. So I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get outside of my feeling, outside of my emotion, outside of my current circumstance and like break through, not, yeah. not to get God to break through to me, but for me to break through to him kind of yeah. thing. And that's when you, I mean, the way D taught me was like, bro, you pray in the spirit. You pray in the spirit until, until something happens and you get like aggressive with it. Like God, I'm not leaving. Mm -hmm. I am not leaving right. until you do something in me. Right. I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to leave. It's like Leonard Ravenhill. Like yeah. God doesn't hear prayer. He hears desperate prayer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? We were even talking about um, this morning. I think it's in Matthew or Mark. I forget which one. But they tell this story 
and they leave out all the detail besides like the lady who had the uh, the daughter who mm-hmm. had like uh, demons in her. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually, I think it's Matthew. He he says that she came up to Jesus and she didn't ask him, "Hey, heal my daughter." She, this is what's going on. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. She just went up to him and was like, "Lord, help me!" with an right. exclamation point. And like Jesus knew exactly what she needed. Right, and I think he wrote it in that way because he wanted us to know sometimes your strongest prayer can just be help me, bro. Yeah, like help me, and that's a pretty yeah. desperate prayer. Like yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. I just need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> dude, and I I think like on that note of needing help, mm-hmm. I don't know why this is, but I mean we talked about it with like Carl Lentz, right? Yeah, just right. what happened, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like, yeah, dude, I wonder if he would have had someone that he could have been vulnerable with, right? Right. And this is one of the hardest things to apply because yeah. in my internship years or even just in life, bro, I only yeah. confess like when it's too late. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I confess after something happened. And it's like, yeah. what if we begin to be vulnerable with the thoughts yeah. before it happens? Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And having those relationships. And PD talked about it the other day with like, you have a Paul timothy and then barnabas, barnabas. Mm-hmm. it's like dude mm-hmm. like we can be vulnerable and yeah. honestly i think that lets people see god in us even more because mm-hmm. it's like he, yeah. he's seen in our weakness why do we think we have to be so strong why right. it's like why? bro <laughs> dude, and i don't know guys what is going on <laughs> with my computer right now <laughs> but I'm, i apologize oh here i'm gonna mute it there it is. There it is. <laughs> I think um, I think that's uncomfortable, though, right? Yeah. I think when I've been, there's moments where I've been vulnerable or or gone through things. It's always, yeah, I beat this. So mm. I tell who my accountability is or who who's pastoring me in that moment is like, yeah, I used to struggle with this, but I beat this, and so I never yeah. want to share anything until I've conquered it, mm-hmm. conquered it, and, yeah. and which in reality is if I'm avoiding sharing something that i'm going through until yeah. i've beaten it it's not really beat wow um man and, and it's like that's yeah the, like because i mean <laughs> if i'm gonna do something within my own strength i mean it's very biblical it's like yeah you need to tell people yeah mm-hmm. you need to share with people what you're going through and so it's if i've beaten this yeah there's yeah. no weight to my to my confession yeah, yeah. And, and so for me like it's uncomfortable to do that especially to people that you respect and that you yeah honor. it's like i want to be and known yeah. as somebody who does good i want to be known as somebody who conquers yeah. things that they struggle with and it's uncomfortable but i like i like what you were saying is like maybe if we were just got to the point where we were vulnerable enough to share with somebody we wouldn't have to, to yes, deal with these bro. big time scenarios you know and yeah. bro on that same note i know this is so crazy bro but you think if i if only they knew what mm. i really struggled with yep like mm. the real deal the yeah. ugly part right yeah. mm. the thing you don't want to say the most yeah because and everybody's probably picturing that one thing it's mm. usually one or two things that oh mm. my god i can't talk about it yeah so i talk about the other 95 percent of the things that i'm yeah. struggling with and mm. never mention mm-hmm. the five percent yeah and dude i i struggled with this my whole life but right yeah. now i'm intentionally not talking about the 95% because I can, I really can handle that with yeah, God. Right. I need to talk to the accountability about the shady stuff. Yeah. Right, right. Like, Hey, I have been struggling with drinking yeah. pastor cam. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't want to drink anymore because mm, yeah, that's something right. I used to struggle with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I thought, Oh my gosh, Brandon, are you kidding me? 
I can't believe you would do this, bro. Like mm. you can't do anything yeah. anymore. You're never going to be able to be used by God. Yeah. No, it's no. the opposite, bro. The opposite it's like, of the gospel. Dude, I love you so much. Like mm-hmm. you're called, you're a man of God. Let me yeah. pray for you. Let me hold you accountable. Yeah. It's right. like, we don't think that, but that's the truth, bro. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for. And if we're yeah. spending our time talking about all this other stuff. Yeah. It's like, bro. Bro, that's why I loved what Tyshawn preached on and the way that he delivered it. Yeah. And I respect like the text messages that I got. I genuinely respect those people so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and that's why I made it a point, like, bro, when he was making that altar call, I was like, I'm gonna be the first one to stand up. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, oh, you lead prayer. So what? <laughs> yes. So what? Mm-hmm. Why oh, is you, that? Oh, everyone you get invited to up. preach. We all have so, so what? Yeah. Like I'm a human, bro. Yeah, right. And I want to show and I think that's why I got some text messages. Yeah. I think those people saw me stand up and they were like, bro, I can trust him. Yeah. I can I can trust him. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, because at the end of the day, if someone's not standing up and being like, bro, I'm going through stuff, why would why would I ever talk to someone who doesn't deal with the struggle? Right. Yeah. Why what advice are they gonna give you? Yeah, yeah, why would I ever do that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, no. It's like whenever you go, uh, like back in the day when I was fighting, mm-hmm. I'm like, I would talk to like my boys that like whenever they lost the fight, I'm like, bro, like, what do you think you could have done different? And we start talking and they like just see what they could have done. And then guess what? When we go back on the mat, the dudes that lost are training. They're, the, they're way better training partners than the dudes that won. Because they're like, I gotta get better, bro. Yeah. I gotta mm. get better. I gotta yeah. and because they're hungry. Exactly, bro. Yeah, bro. Because vulnerability, it it leads you back to God. Yeah. <laughs> it it does. Like yeah. if I'm talking to Brand, I'm just like, bro, I'm doing so good. Like I yeah. I got everything under control, or whatever. Why do I need God? Mm. Yeah. Why does God exist? Mm. If he's not my provider, if he's not my comfort, if he's not my great counselor, if he's not my friend that sticks closer than a brother, if he's not my father, why do I need him? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. Like, share everything and find the people to do it with. Yeah. Don't just like tell yeah. everyone yeah. everything, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I love I love what you're saying about leaders in that room stood up before any yeah. other student before. Mm-hmm. It's like you have. You had you, you had Pastor Cam stand up, you had Jimmy yeah. stand up, you had yeah. Brandon stand up. So you have these leaders that people love and respect and, yeah. and honor so much um, as, as a youth student, as a college student. And you had all of our college students standing. And so yeah. for me, in a student's shoes, um, I'm in sixth grade and I see the people I respect and love most of my life yeah. um, stand up and they're like, they're struggling too. And yeah. that's just such a, that's such a reminder that it's just like, we're all human. Yeah. And so it's like, I respect a leader. Like you were saying, I was like, I, I wouldn't want to follow someone who claimed perfection. Yeah. And yeah. so I like, I love the vulnerability that, that our, not only our church carries as a culture, but just that, that the people that I lead with and that I serve with, we carry such a vulnerability mm-hmm. and, and a willingness to, to share what we're going through. I think the biggest enabler for me to have a foot in both doors, because um, in high school, my mm-hmm. high school years for sure, I was like, I love being in ministry and I love being in the church, but I also didn't want to take my foot out of the mm-hmm. party scene, the mm-hmm. substance scene, the relationship scene. Mm-hmm. And, and so for like the biggest enabler for me was keeping that one thing tucked in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I love that example because I don't necessarily think that I learned until a much older age that sharing what you're going through is not weakness. Yeah. Um, it's actually, it really shows what, a, I mean, for the example of myself, it's yeah. like, that's a real man. Yeah. yeah. 
Like that's a what's what a real man does. Yeah. And a vulnerability is a sign of manhood. Yeah. And so for me, I always saw that as a sign of weakness, and that's not. Yeah. That's just yeah. my own mindset on it. But I think like what enabled me most was just like I have this one thing in my back pocket. If I share this with anybody, it's over. Yeah. yeah. Like any capital that I've built up here in the church, it's over. Yeah. Any capital I've built up here in the world, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And so for or me, in a relationship, bro. Yeah. 100%. Of influence. Yeah. That's yeah, what you like, feel like. Yeah. Like if you're in a relationship, I love this girl. I'm in high school. I love this girl. Mm-hmm. Or you're, you know, you're a girl. I love this guy. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. if I share this with an authority figure in my life, they're going to make me break up with them. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I think fear is the biggest thing that holds us back from being honest and transparent with yeah. the people yeah. in our lives. Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, most of the time, if you have a good leader in your life, they're gonna be, dude. I love you so much. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. thank you so much for trusting me yeah. with this. Yeah, this shows this shows me mm-hmm. verbally and through an action that you yeah. want to be different. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you don't want to lo- no longer live this lifestyle. Yeah. And so for me, like I, I love that Pastor Tyshawn had us do that because that is such a that is what I needed as a student. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm so glad to see that that's like a culture that we've created in our churches that. Students don't stand up first. Leaders stand up first. Yeah. And students get to see that representation of yeah. we're in this together. Yeah. <laughs> what if know? what if leadership is nothing more than being the first one to say, I need God? Yeah. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's Dude, real. I think it is, bro. Mm-hmm. Um I want to hit on this really bad. Go ahead. Um so people listening might disagree and because this would be known as a uh, little intense, right? But yeah. I mm. I believe this with all my heart now. Mm-hmm. Um if you don't give God what's in that back pocket, you don't. Yeah, like straight up, <laughs> you don't. It's mm. not real. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, because the problem is, what yeah. does the Bible say? It says he spits the lukewarm out, bro. Mm. I hate to go that intense. Like, I think you can still go to heaven for sure. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I mean, it it's says the road is narrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like picture something narrow. I think of like a dark hallway. Picture something wide. I think of like yeah. an ocean. Like the yeah. comparison, it's like, bro, mm-hmm. like this is real. Mm. Yeah. Like, what we talk about and read about and preach yeah. about and pray about, like it's literally real life, bro. Yeah. Mm. And so long I had stuff in my back pocket. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, dude, God has to have, it's either all mm-hmm. or nothing, bro. Mm. And and it's not, one more thing, it's yeah, not ahead. that you don't have something in your pocket, right? Mm-hmm. It's that every time you're with them, you, you give it to them. Yes. Because mm. as soon as you leave, we all, got stuff. we all have stuff, but yeah. it's like not hiding it. It's like yeah. shining his light on it. Because mm-hmm. the more you do that, mm-hmm. the less and less you have in your back pocket. Yeah. Right. I think there's always going to be something, but trying to hide it. Yeah. Like, the consistent ah, action yeah. of giving yes. it to them. Yes. Yeah. Well, and <sighs> this is... This is, this is what I think, right? If, if you love the Lord, genuinely love the Lord, and genuinely trust Him, which I don't think we all do, right? Mm-hmm. I think trusting Him is a process. Like, right. almost every single morning, I'm like, God, help me believe you. Right. I want to believe you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to believe what your word says. Because right. yeah. if we believe what the Bible said, bro... <laughs> Our lives would look so different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If we genuinely right. believed what the Bible's, if we genuinely believe that we would do greater things than Jesus did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what <laughs> the heck, bro? But I'm like, for me, it's like, whenever you have something in your back pocket, right? We put so much emphasis on like, oh, I got to tell Pastor D. Mm. Oh, I got to tell Pastor Cameron. And we never tell the one that matters. Yeah. We never tell, like, 
I'm like, I get confess all that stuff. Yes, I get that. I'm like, but take it to the Lord first, bro. Take it to like, whenever I meet with like a leader or something and they're going through something, this is what I tell them. Like for the second time that we, I'm like, bro, whenever you go through something, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to the Lord first, Mm. first and foremost, because he comes before me. He comes before pastor D he comes before pastor Cam. He comes before everyone. I'm like, go to him first, deal with it with him. And then let's talk about what God spoke to you in that moment. Mm. Right. And then it's a different conversation. Now it's like, bro, like, I keep stumbling because the Bible doesn't tell us to fix people. Right. It tells us to love them. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So where did we get this thought of like, we've got to be Jesus for these people and we got to mm. fix them and like, and save them when the reality is like, man, we just got to love them through their stuff. Yeah. Mm. Period. Bro, so confess so to the Lord, deal with it with him because that's how you create a craving. Yeah. Like the reason we don't crave time with the Lord is because our time with the Lord is not real because we're not telling him what's on our mind for real. Yeah. All we're saying is God, like you're worthy. God, I glorify you. God, I exalt you. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Right. 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 Like, is he worthy of your garbage? Mm. Yes, he is. Yeah. Give it to him then. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, tell him the thoughts that, are, God, I don't feel like I'm good enough, bro. Yeah. God, mm. I genuinely feel like my life is in distress because I don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time. Mm. Like, God, I don't know how to be a father without going to sleep and feeling like I did not do enough. Mm. God, I don't know what I'm doing in my career. And like, let's talk about those. And when you talk about that with him, then guess what? You go to pa- Pastor Dustin or Pastor Cameron, you're like, bro, this is what I've been going through. But God, yeah, mm. that's such a different yeah. conversation than yeah. being like, bro, this is what I'm going through. Help me. Yeah. Help me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's just so different. And that's how we create a craving yeah. to spend time with the Lord because it creates yeah. moments. Mm. And bro, you know what makes it not legalistic? Mm-hmm. Because what's in your pocket might be different than what's in mine. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like God might be asking you for something that he's not asking me for. Yes. And he right. might ask you to pray, pray 2.4 hours. He yeah. might ask me to pray 2.4 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just all yeah. about like Equal God. sacrifice. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, God, what are you asking of me? And we, yeah. well, we know, dude. We know. We, we know. always <laughs> know. Come on, dude. Yeah. You know, like when you would do something behind your parents' back, and yeah. even though they didn't catch you, you still had that guilt. And yeah. like- what if they found out fear. that? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fear. What if oh, they yeah. saw my text messages in high school, bro? Like, <laughs> no, well, that would boy. be awful. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that constant, don't look at my phone. Don't, yeah. And then we do that with God. Don't yeah. look at that. But he already sees it. We negotiate with it, a bro. guy that knows everything. And I don't, I don't think you can... This is insane. Like, mm. this is strict. I, I'm not trying to be legalistic. Mm-hmm. I think it's the opposite of legalistic. You mm-hmm. have to give that to him. That's yeah. part of this thing, bro. Yeah. A life laid down. Yeah. A living sacrifice. Yeah. It's like, and it's not out of, I have to. It's like, I, I get to. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. And it's like, why would I want to do that? Because mm-hmm. the goodness of God. Like, it yes. talks about grace draws us to what? Live in sin? No. Yeah. To repentance. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's how good he is. Yeah. That he, he causes us to throw right. it all down yeah. because he's so good. You know why we don't take it to God, in my opinion? I think we don't take these things to God because we've had experience with other people where we're vulnerable and, they, and then they yeah. bite back at us. Right. Yeah. So now in our mind, dude, our minds, that's why the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because the one thing that will change your life 
besides the Holy Ghost, is the Holy Ghost renewing your mind. And so it's like we create these like neurological patterns, right? Mm -hmm. So in our subconscious, when I'm vulnerable, I know I'm going to get hit back. It happened in my marriage, bro. Like when I was married, Mm -hmm. I started talking, I started genuinely trying to work on my stuff and being open and transparent. And when I was open and transparent, I got hit back. So in my mind, naturally, I was like, I can't be, I, this isn't a safe yeah. place to be open and transparent, mm, yeah. right. right? So then that's created in leadership or in people that we trust. And then we smack that label on God. Mm. And we're like, I can't trust you, bro. Right. Because I can't trust it. When he's the only one that we can fully trust. Yeah. When he's the only one that can genuinely show 100% grace. And when yeah. we start going to him and we start experiencing grace, and we start experiencing like, conviction that leads us to love like not shame not killed like when we experience holy conviction godly conviction it creates moments that creates a craving so now guess what all i want to do is like talk to him and be like bro this is what i'm going through Mm. because it just feels good it feels good to talk to him Mm. and and to hear what he has to say about who who you are because Oh, when he tells you who you are, you're like, that's not me. <laughs> no, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I love like you. I know for a fact all too well, just being in this ministry for so long, what it's like being in a meeting with PD or PCAM. And you said it correctly. The first question I ask is what seeds have you sown to solve this problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think something PD says is from the pulpit. He's like, yeah, don't come to me with a problem. Come to me with, with a, a solution. solution. Yeah. And so. And so for me, it's just like if somebody, even in the people that I, you know, am, mm-hmm. and mentorship with or that I'm discipling, my question is, what have you done in your quiet place to deal with this? Yeah. And yeah. I think I would rather, I'd much rather receive if I'm in a meeting with PCAM or, or PD or, or anybody in authority in my life, I don't want them to give me a fish. I want them to give me a fishing pole. Yeah. And exactly. you know, I want them to teach me how to dig for myself. Mm-hmm. I want them to teach me and train me how to want more of him for myself and, yeah. and how to combat the, these things that come after me and come after my call. And yeah. uh, so that's something that, that I like to implement in my life. And so yeah. that just kind of reminded me when yeah. you were talking about that. I was like, I'd much rather give somebody that I'm discipling a fish than, a, I mean, a fishing pole than a fish. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dude, that's so good. And it's like, how do you learn how to fish? Yep. By going fishing with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you want to learn how to pray, ask somebody who you want to pray like if you can pray with them. Right? Yeah. If you want to learn how what? to preach, learn how to pray. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, don't learn how to yes, preach until bro. you can pray. Because, bro. bro, like, I wanted to preach my whole life. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I want to learn how to pray. You, yeah. you heard those people that say, oh, yeah. I feel called to preaching. Yeah. That's not a call. No. There's no such thing as a call to preaching. <laughs> no. That's not a thing. I used to say that to people. Yeah. I was so ignorant. I was like, yeah, I feel called to preach. Like, yeah. That's what I feel called uh-huh. to do. So what that looks like in my head is Stephen Furtick, yeah, Drew Smith, yeah. Bishop. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is like no, that is one percent of the job, bro. When one percent of the job. when I had someone tell me that once, and it was someone that I kind of had a little bit of relationship with, mm. and I was like helping mentor them, and so I knew that I could kind of go in on them a little bit, sure. And so they were like, man, bro, I just I really feel called to preach. I was like, oh, yeah? I was like, is that your calling? Like, preach? Yeah, bro, I feel called to preach. I'm like, so you're just going to go up there and, like, preach and then leave? Mm. Just do nothing else? Well, no. I mean, like, you know, maybe, like, speaking at conferences and da-da-da. I'm like, like, okay, so you're just really going to go up there and take, like, that's it. You're just going to give them something and then, boom, bounce. You're out. He was like, 
well, now, like, you know, I want to help people. I'm like, oh, so you feel called a pastor. Mm. Mm -hmm. Pastor comes with, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes we get so fixated on the preaching that we forget the important part, which Mm. is pastoring. If you're not pastoring, you can't preach. That's 99% of it. Right? Because coming up with a message, first of all, you should never have to come up with a message. You should be pastoring. And because of the conversation that's being had with your sheep, with everyone that you're pastoring, you know what they're going through. So mm. now you know what to preach. Right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's it's so easy. Mm. It's like, yeah. man, everyone is dealing with anxiety. You know what? I'm going to preach about how Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Mm. Yeah. And how if we right. cast our care, like I got messages now for days and for a month, you know what I'm saying? But if we never pastor, we're always trying to figure out what to preach. Mm. Guess what? Next time they ask you to preach, you'll know what to preach. Right. Because you're pastoring. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're like, oh, I need to, I need to go home. I need to figure out like what, what the Lord wants me to speak. I'm like, well, the Lord's entrusted you with the people that are around right. you. So whatever it is that they need, just mm-hmm. give it to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bishop, study yourself full. Yeah. Don't study yourself for a message. Study yourself full just across the board always. Dude. Mm-hmm. And we're like so hungry to preach when we don't have a craving for the word. Yeah. Why would... Why do you want to preach a word that you yeah. don't love? Yeah. <laughs> like, and dude, I think we overcomplicate what preaching means. Yeah. Like, I think you preach and then like when God shows up, you stop preaching and yeah. let him move. Right. So mm-hmm. practically what you're saying is mm-hmm. this. If someone asked me, what should I do with my budget? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pray to God. Hey, Lord, can you give me a word for them? Like, no, I know what no. you should do. Like, yeah. it says this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and Dave Ramsey's thing, right? So it's yeah. like, I'm right. struggling with X, Y, and Z. Well, dude, here's some verses. Yeah. And like, now let's pray. It's like, mm. it's, I don't know, it's like really cool. Yeah. And dude, I think preaching is just reproducing who you already are. Yeah. Yep. So if you're not it, mm-hmm. why would you preach? Like, yeah. Leonard Raven. <laughs> Yeah. Lo- bro, he I doesn't love, like bro. play bro. we'll show you Leonard Raven he's like this, if bro. you're not known yeah. in hell you're not much of a preacher mm. anyway yeah mm. he was like the, the thing I envy most about Paul is yeah. that it said uh Jesus we know and Paul we know yeah but mm. who are you? Who are you wow it's like bro that's incredible he was like it doesn't matter how many times you hit demons as long as you don't touch the devil yeah mm. I yeah. was like bro, bro like, knows what he's talking yeah, about dude. wow because yeah I don't know. I'm I'm just on this prayer mm-hmm. movement right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love worship. I think you have to worship. I mm-hmm. love pastoring. I think preaching is incredible. Yeah. But if you're not Rare. praying, bro, mm. you can't do none of that. What All was a, come, what Jesus. Jesus said that he wanted his house to be? A house of prayer. Mm. Not a house of preachers, bro. I mean, <laughs> I, lo- I think that something that I so much honor about the house that we're planted at and, and some of the houses that we're in relationship with mm-hmm. <clears throat> is the the whole aspect of I get to see these people in their daily lives. I yeah, get to see them on the yeah. pulpit and there's literally absolutely no difference. Yeah. Yeah. So the ability to be able to practice and live out what you're saying from a pulpit, if if you're really being honest, preaching is just sharing sharing an excerpt of the life that you're living. Wow. Yeah. Like essentially. Literally. And it's like so it's like PD uh, PD, PCAM. Jimmy, all these people who, who have the pulpit and share the pulpit at our church, Madison, mm-hmm. they all preach things that they're currently going through for yeah. the most part. Or like, mm-hmm. I, I know this is what's happening in my congregation. Yeah. I know this is something that's going on or this mm-hmm. is going on in my own life. And so I'm speaking this not out of a place of 
this is what the Lord is speaking to me. Yeah. You're out of a place of authority. I'm speaking out of a place of I'm in the trenches with you. Yeah. And that's what I honor so much about our house and, and the leaders that we have. It's just like, there's such a culture of I'm with you yeah. in this. I'm yeah. no greater than you. I'm your friend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I have this pulpit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think so many people chase the pulpit. Yeah. So many people chase the yeah. pulpit. Mm-hmm. I've been guilty of chasing the yeah. pulpit. Yeah. And I just think that we need to chase people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think the pulpit, I wouldn't even say is a reward. I think yeah. some people would argue that I don't really want the pulpit, but I know this is what God's calling me to. Yeah. Um, I, I would argue that the PD, there's certain seasons where he's like, I don't want the pulpit. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Yeah. It's so much of a weight. Exactly. And I'm sure that hands down, he'd take, I'd take people over the pulpit any day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, bro, let's take it a step further. Like, don't even chase people, chase God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he'll real, he'll align your heart with his heart. Yeah. Right. And like, bro, like I was praying that today. I was like, God, help me love people the way you love them. Mm-hmm. Pray it yeah. every morning. Because I genuinely want to. Because yeah. if I love people out of my own strength, oh, I'm going to fail them. I'm going to mm-hmm. fail them anyways, regardless, because I'm not perfect. But I'm yeah. like, I want to love them. And that's a... That's a heavy prayer to yeah, pray because when right. he gives it to you, it's just, it's a big burden, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's like our craving has to be first and foremost Jesus. Yeah. Right? Not the pulpit, not preaching, not a job, not a not even our call, yeah. not our promises. Like it's got to, it's the message that I preach. It's gotta be the man. Yeah. The, he'll send the manna, but we don't worship the manna. Mm, like yeah. we expect the manna, but more than that, we crave the presence. Like yeah. I just want to crave God, bro. Yeah, bro. And dude, um, we could go forever. Yeah. This crew is dangerous. <laughs> dude, on that note, bro, um, I just forgot what I was going to say. It was so good too, bro. The presence like fell. I knew it was about to be good. Dang it. <laughs> How did I, bro? We were talking about uh, what were we just the talking presence about? over the pulpit. Yeah, over oh, everything. Check this. Mm-hmm. We invented a microphone. Mm-hmm. We invented a pulpit. Mm. We invented. It's man made. It's all man made. Bro, yeah. think of. I know Jesus preached in the synagogues. Yeah. I, he didn't have a microphone, by the way. But he preached outside of them more. Think about all of the <laughs> miracles. Preach most too. of the miracles, most of the things we hear about, mm-hmm. I would say. I don't know accurately the percentages, but I would say most of them happened outside of the walls. Yeah. Right. Because he reproduced. Yeah, who he was. Yeah, in the disciples, and then they did the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who we are outside yeah. of church is what we're gonna reproduce. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it. I've served at the church for a long time, but who I've hung out with outside of the church mm-hmm. is like what where the impact comes. Like I know mm, it's cool yeah. to hang out and do internship, but it's like, yeah, what I do outside. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. As we wind down, because. You got to get to work, but we could go for hours, I'm sure. Um, dude, could you just like say a prayer Absolutely. over just anyone listening, bro? <clears throat> just that God would <clears throat> really stir up a craving, dude. Just <clears throat> the same thing, basically exactly what he's done in your life, bro, that he would do <clears throat> it in someone else's. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, let's go for it. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that you've given us today to, to just talk and go in depth about what you're doing in each of our lives. Father, I thank you for, for Brandon and Frank and, and then this heart uh, journey that you've placed in them, Father, to... to encourage people and grow people through this podcast and and not only through this podcast but that i get to see them do it in real life father that that they practice what they preach father i pray that that this this thing that we talk about craving versus hunger that that craving is a daily thing and it's a fire that you stoke daily father i pray that you give people the courage the strength and the discipline to chase after you daily jesus 
that nothing else satisfies, that there's no substitute, that there's no substance relationship or anything that could take the place of you, Father. I pray that you give people the strength to walk through their day knowing that you have them in your hand, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. Oh yeah, you heard what I said. This is for my family, God dream in my head. Oh yeah, you heard what I said.